0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez and in this segment we are talking about the upcoming total solar eclipse that will occur on december 14th 2020 around 11 20 a.m and so please keep in mind first of all i'm in austin texas and so depending on where you are that time is going to vary and also i use the vedic sidereal system and i am going to include horoscopes in this segment And if you want to know what your rising sign is and your moon sign is in the Vedic sidereal system, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings and then chart. It's a free chart calculator and you can learn what your rising sign is and what your moon sign is in the Vedic system because the horoscopes in this segment are going to be applicable only to the Vedic signs. If you try to apply them to your Western sign, it's not gonna work. So definitely be mindful about that. So we are currently in this astrological phase that is referred to as eclipse season. We just had a partial lunar eclipse, and now we're kind of in this ebb between eclipses, which is kind of like an interesting vortex of energy. And I'm sure that so many of you all are feeling what I'm feeling and what I am trying to explain. It's kind of a pivot point. Something that I've been reflecting on is that eclipses, especially total eclipses are pivot points and act as a portal in time. And so what was once will not be. It's like you walk through a door into a brand new room. And I always remind people that it's not the best time to take action. It's not a good time to make new plans. It's not a good time to commit to anything new, like a new relationship or a new job, buying something new, creating something new, beginning a new venture. It's really not the most auspicious time for that, and I really mean that, okay, (laughs) from experience. Now, it is a new moon and new moons. It's an eclipse, but it's a new moon. This is when we typically set intentions and it is a good time to begin something new and and start cultivating something new. And so with this specific eclipse, I'm really encouraging people to don't take action. Don't start anything right away, but reflect and contemplate areas of your life that can be improved or setting an intention thinking about something you've been wanting to create or implement change in your life and start thinking about the spaces around that so for example if i've been wanting to quit drinking What are three steps I can take to make that a reality? And so spending the eclipse thinking about that. Okay, I can not buy alcohol. I can spend time with friends who don't drink. I can buy a lot of club soda. And this is just an example, but three steps that you can take to make it easier to start working towards your intention. So it's not necessarily taking action on your intention right away. It's kind of buffering the space around it. I also do want to warn everyone that the day of the eclipse itself, generally, things are pretty fragmented. It can be fragmented. It can feel unclear. Emotions are going to run high. People are going to be unpredictable. They might be a little bit more emotional or confrontational. So be really mindful of that in others and give yourself extra compassion as well. And know that by a few days after the eclipse, let's say two or three, you will start feeling better. Your emotions will start leveling out. So just know it's a temporary time and space. You could feel great. It's possible that the eclipse comes and you're high energy and everything is fine. More often than not, I do find that it messes with people's emotions and their energy levels and just kind of uh, brings the energy a little bit lower, maybe brings up some things from the past that I'm going to be talking about, makes events occur. And let these events, if something does occur, let these events be clarifying for you. Because whatever house this eclipse is happening in, which we'll talk about later, There may be an event that occurs that helps you gain clarity over the next couple of days. But what's important is that you're very honest with yourself and not staying in a space of illusion because it's easier, like ignorance is bliss type of thing, because this eclipse is taking place in the sign of Scorpio. Scorpio is the eighth sign of the Zodiac. So there is a connection to the occult and research, hidden information, yoga, kundalini, astrology, the esoteric. The eighth house is also the realm of our mind that is explored by a counselor or a psychiatrist. It's the stuff that gets really stuffed down. Um, And it's the stuff that acts out without us being aware of it. And this I'm referring to maybe attachment styles. We become, we develop a certain attachment style to our parent. And then as we move throughout our life, we, you know, not knowing act out that same attachment style in our intimate relationships. And then of course, over time, maybe we're lucky enough to gain some awareness and start working on that. And, come to a more healthy stable attachment style and this is of course assuming that your attachment with your parents wasn't the healthiest um but it could also be when you are young you cultivated a specific way of avoiding conflict And so in your household, you guys never spoke about fights. Once they were done, you never rehashed it. You never talked about what the other person was feeling. There was no validating the other person's experience. It was a fight. You go to sleep, you wake up. And that was the end of that. And so into your adult life, you're like, this is what conflict looks like. This is what I'm comfortable with. And so you start implementing it. So it's these patterns of our psyche that replay. And so. It's such a powerful time. And I'm really, I'm thinking about the serpent, right? Because this is happening in the sign of Scorpio, but the nakshatra of Jayashtha, which is like double serpent energy, shedding its skin. And it's not comfortable, right? It's kind of uncomfortable. It might even hurt a little bit, but the snake is built for that. It's built to transform and experience this metamorphosis. And so it does shed its skin and it becomes this newer more, uh, able version of itself. It's more resilient now because its skin is fresh and ready. Right. And so it is a really good time to notice these areas of our life that are outdated pre-programming that are no longer helpful or serving us in our life. And it could be an unhealthy coping strategy. It could be, um, a way of defense, It could be a way of avoiding. It could be attachment and how we operate in intimacy. And these things are very deep and they don't change overnight. But this is an opportunity to open that door and shed some light on these areas of our life, gain more awareness and start working towards really deep healing. If you listened to the segment um, with Ryan Kurzak and I, We were discussing karma and whenever you have a specific karmic template, it's like to heal that karma, you have a specific way of being because this is what your birth chart shows, right? And then you become aware of this way of being. And then the way to change that is to not act in alignment with your programming. It's like you live from a space of renewal, of authenticity, of health and of healing even if it's against every fiber of your being. And when we were talking about that, I was also thinking about neurobiology, of course, is one of my favorite things to talk about. And um, neuroplasticity and neural pathways, because when we have a neural pathway that's already firmly developed, let's use the example of um, avoiding conflict. This is a good one. You have this neural pathway where you want to avoid conflict. And then in order to develop a new neural pathway, you have to sit with your partner or with your friend or with your person and talk about the fight and try to stay calm and try to hear their perspective and try not to invalidate them. Try not to defend yourself. You know How hard is it not to get defensive? You have to try to validate their experience while still feeling validated in your own experience. It's so challenging if you're not already with that neural pathway. But just like I was talking about with the snake, it's like we're built for this, our brains are built for this. You sit in the discomfort and you work towards something new. Slowly over time, a new neural pathway is built and you are more able to have healthy conflict resolution, being able to see other people's perspective while still sharing your own. Um, And this is similar to what we are talking about karma. It's, we have this specific karma and we sit with it. And even though every fiber of our being is telling us to act a specific way, we work towards healing and we choose the path of healing. So I went on a little bit of a tangent about that and why I think this time is so powerful for this deep healing work and doing really deep introspection on ourselves and and setting intentions setting a space to support our intention is because first of all scorpio is made for this the sign of scorpio is all about transformation death and rebirth and moving through the ups and downs jayashta nakshatra is the occultist and is also built for healing. The symbol for Jeshta is the ring, and so this ring can symbolize boundaries, setting boundaries for ourself, and also a ring of protection, which boundaries are protection, it's self-preservation. So I'm really encouraging folks to draw that ring around themselves, figuratively. And how do you draw that ring around yourself and your intention, of course, and so having your intention, what you're wanting to create in your life, which may be getting rid of something else, right? Sometimes in order to create a life of sobriety, we have to get rid of the alcohol or we have to get rid of drugs in order to live a life of healthy fulfilling relationships sometimes we need to let go of memories of an ex or fantasies of somebody we have to be real and practical so how can you begin to draw a line that ring of protection around yourself to support your intention and yourself and so this could be three things in your life that you can implement And three things in your life that you should take away. And so I'll give some examples in a moment. But again, don't start working towards the intention on this day. Wait two or three days after the eclipse to actually start working on the intention. Right now is like a buffering period of how can I set the stage for my intention to grow? What in my life is helpful and what in my life is deteriorating? So again, you want to take away the deterioration and you want to implement the fertilizer and what's supportive. And so an example might be, okay, I know that if I were to meditate every day before 6am, I would feel so much better. So what are three things that I can implement to wake up and meditate? Well, I can set my alarm I can go to bed earlier and I can put a meditation stool next to my bed so that the first thing that I see when I wake up is my meditation stool. What are the three things I can take away? I can take away my electronics after 9 p.m. I can take away intoxicants late at night because that will probably increase the likelihood of me wanting to sleep in. Maybe I can take away just like mindless activities before bed so this is a small example but thinking about these things what can you implement what can you change setting the stage to help your intention grow after the eclipse and after everything's kind of smoothed out and just kind of wrapping back to that idea of pre-programming or having these habits that we've instilled or beliefs that we've instilled really noticing that. And I mean, using the example of meditation, just to keep the example rolling, maybe you truly believe you can't wake up before six because your family always made fun of you for being a night owl, or maybe you truly can't believe that there's a life of sobriety because people have identified you as somebody else. And this is just not the case. We cannot be limited by identities or boxes that people have put on us and drawn around us. And so this is a time to step out of that and be who you wanna be despite other people's judgment, despite their expectations, despite what we have allowed others to instill within us. Because we cannot be defined in this way without our own permission. Remember that. If you're living from a space of what others have perceived you as, or labeled you as, this is only with your permission. And you do have the power to live differently and be whoever you want to be today. And under the light of this eclipse in Jayashtha nakshatra, you are protected in your transformations. So let's go ahead and get into the horoscopes. I like to bring up the charts and I don't have the charts pulled up yet. So forgive me. Um, I would typically edit this out, but hey, this is what I'm doing. Okay. So if you are an Aries ascendant or an Aries moon, this eclipse is going to be occurring in your eighth house of transformation, of course. And the eighth house does have to do with addiction. And it could also be unhealthy coping. So it may be a time where you start looking at your shadows, where, what darkness do you turn to? And just really evaluate that. And is that the only way? Is there a healthier way of being that's more in alignment with who you are today? I'm not going to lie. It may be a little bit uncomfortable. It is going to feel like that snake struggling out of the skin. This is the eighth house, but you are so capable and built for it, as I keep saying. So it's a time to contemplate what deep transformations you need or what deep transformations you've currently been going through and how you've worked through those and handled them. And it could be that you... Become inspired to think about ways that your transformations can look different and more graceful in the future. It may be a time of just sitting with yourself and giving yourself some love for everything that you've been through recently. If you are a Taurus ascendant or a Taurus moon, this is going to be in your seventh house of relationships. I feel like this is a theme for Taurus because of the Rahu K2 placement and this is a time to reflect on relationships and how relationships have currently been for you. When I was discussing attachment style or how we work through conflict resolution, this is specifically for Taurus because this is the house of relationships. So are there different ways that you can relate? Is there anything that you've been doing or kind of playing into that you think is not super healthy. And maybe you can make changes around. Maybe it's even expressing your need for change in your partner. There may be a sudden event with your partner that occurs. They may be a little bit emotional and a little bit erratic. So it's something to think about. Such a powerful time to consider boundaries and what healthy boundaries look like to you. And remember, that we always talk about setting boundaries for other people, but we're really setting boundaries for ourselves. What are we willing to put up with? What are we willing to buy into? What activities are we willing to participate in? So having those boundaries set for your expectations in relationship and what you think is fair in partnership, what you think you deserve. It's also a good time to get clear on what is toxic and release any of those toxic tendencies. And I think that I, I've said before that I don't like the word toxic, but I feel like this is the best this is the best way to describe this one. Try not to be addicted to the drama. If you grew up in a household where things were very dramatic and up and down, try to become more comfortable with a happy, peaceful life that you create if you are a gemini ascendant or a gemini moon i'm pulling up the chart. be mindful of your health in this period and obstacles and enemies i do want you to be careful with locking your doors avoiding dark alleys there may be some parts of you that are feeling kind of obstructive or even self-destructive so be super mindful about that be very gentle and compassionate and loving with yourself and if something stressful has been going on in your life how can you manage this in a way that is going to be more healthy and more uplifting you may be kind of confrontational the people at work may be kind of confrontational and you may be feeling a little depleted and burnt out so again take time to rest and think about your resiliency And what changes you can implement in your life to where you can feel stronger and more resilient. And you know, this could be around your food and your diet, how much sleep you're getting, the people you surround yourself with, what energy you let into your life. Because depending on these things, it is going to either help or support your resiliency and how you interact and confront the world around you when there is opposition are you going to feel up for it is your mind going to be sharp are you going to be well rested so really think about your health in this period it's super good time if you are a cancer ascendant or a cancer moon this will be occurring in your fifth house of your creativity of romance of children and so looking at programming around these areas? Were you told that you were creative growing up? Were you told that you were not creative? Have you instilled a certain belief about children? This is a big one. Um, Or romance. And just kind of notice where your ideas have come from and what you feel you deserve around these areas of life. And what is a new fresh way that you can begin to observe these areas? rather than sticking with some narrative that you've instilled from the past. And I do wanna say, if you have children, they may be acting a little spicy, a little sassy, as one of my listeners shared with me recently. So just be supportive and be patient. It may also be a time of inspiration or a big creative spark your thoughts around children may have may change. You may be someone who had never thought that you wanted to have children, now suddenly you want to have children. You could be the opposite and think that your entire life was going to revolve around children. Now you don't want to have children. But thoughts around children, it's possible that this is going to change. It could be another uh, big creative venture that you get an idea for. But most importantly, try to view things from a new perspective and try to... Um, not keep old and dusty, outdated ideas around for your fifth house matters. I want to say fifth house is also stock and speculative gain. So keep an eye out on that. If you are a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, I do want to say for cancer really quick because the fifth house aspects, the 11th, be mindful of your friends at that time as well, things might be a little bit chaotic. For Leo moon or Leo ascendant, this is going to be taking place in your fourth house of your inner happiness. This is a huge one. Your security, home, your mother, fixed assets. So first of all, it is going to be a good time to spend the time at home, either with your family, make sure that you check in with your mother. Also reflect on how your mother has shaped you or how did your early life influence your responses in your life now maybe what you've turned to for coping strategies or who you turn to how you handle big emotions how have you been conditioned from your past around these things and nothing necessarily needs to change but it's a really good time to observe and notice and it could be a good opportunity for you to contemplate how can you approach your life and your emotions as a secure and loving adult to yourself. So rather than showing up for yourself in a way that might be detrimental or punishing or cruel, self-judging, how can you show up for yourself in a new, secure and loving way? And of course, I'm saying this as if you're not secure and loving, which you very well may be the most secure and loving individual to yourself but I think all of us can do better I think all of us can be a little bit more loving and more compassionate and sensitive to ourselves so maybe just thinking about how you can show up for yourself in a way that feels even more supportive if you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant all of this is going to be occurring in your third house which of course is aspecting the ninth so there's a lot around knowledge and learning and gathering information and our teachers father and our siblings so there may be an event that occurs with our siblings or with our father so it's something to keep an eye on and contemplate teachings from your past teachings from childhood if you went to a very religious school or if you grew up in a very dogmatic household how have these lessons been instilled within you and oftentimes people will grow up in a very specific way with like very specific rules and beliefs and then they grow up and they kind of stop believing these things but even though they kind of stop following the doctrine those ideals are still ingrained in their life so is it possible to begin working out of these and naming them and noticing what area of life it's inhibiting and then focusing on how you can release it. So, you know, honestly, something that I hear a lot is beliefs around sex. Like people will grow up in a very, um, let's just say a specific household that may have viewed sex in a particular way. And then as adults, they, even though they no longer identify with this belief system, they think to themselves that, you know, I'm not supposed to enjoy sex Just notice that if it's a part of your psyche and then actively think like, I am supposed to enjoy sex. People are supposed to enjoy sex. And this of course is like one example. There is a plethora of things that we instill through our childhood and through teaching and through our parents. So just notice if you do have any of this guilt or shame or teachings that are a part of your life that you can begin to kind of work out of and grow out of into a way that feels more in alignment and maybe a little healthier for you because some people feel totally healthy with these ideas and other people don't. So just working towards a place of feeling healthy and in alignment. This is kind of a long one for Virgo, but I also want to add that you may be feeling especially tied to your electronics. You may find something online that's disturbing to you. So maybe you take the day off. Maybe you take a day away from technology. If you are a Libra ascendant or a Libra moon, this is going to be occurring in your second house of speech, of finances, of self-talk, and of course, early family life. So similar to what I was talking about with Virgo, Releasing lessons from the family that are no longer helpful for you. Looking at different ways of being that you've instilled with time that are now outdated. And so this could be around money. This could be around how you handle conflict. It could be how you choose to speak with someone else. And when you choose to speak with someone else, sometimes people develop a tendency to avoid people for long periods of time, stonewalling. Um, until they feel comfortable to come out of their shell again. So is it possible to take steps to communicate more, to be more open with what you truly mean without fear of getting shut down? Um, Is it possible to speak your truth? Is it possible to speak and know that you're going to be heard? I think so many of us in our childhood were speaking and people discredit us or they don't hear us and they don't validate us. So, is it possible to speak slowly and confidently and trust that the person in front of us will hear us and absorb us and validate us? And if they don't, we're adults and we can choose to change that and, and either ask and say something or even walk away if someone's not willing to be there with us. Of course there may also be beliefs around money and wealth and what you deserve. And just focusing on that, like is there any space in your life where you feel like you are not, getting what you deserve or you're always kind of shorting yourself and thinking oh, i don't deserve that anyway or i don't deserve to be making this or i'm not going to ask for this much because i feel like i deserve less let it go definitely see your worth and know your worth um and then of course this could also be an event around money or inheritance it could bring concern and fear around money and inheritance or something of that nature so be mindful If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, this will be occurring in your first house of yourself. I want to say this is probably going to be a little intense for you. So make sure that you relax and you take deep breaths. You may even plan ahead of time to spend time alone that day in personal reflection, maybe call a friend and have somebody loving to connect with. And this is of course the time to focus on the self. (laughs) So transformation of the self, who do you view yourself as? And as I was kind of talking about earlier with identity, how have you let others shape you and shape your identity? And is that truly in alignment with who you perceive yourself to be? Is it hampering you from taking steps to being who you want to be? We can't allow other people to define us or people's beliefs to define us. So inventing yourself, reinventing yourself, and again, kind of setting that stage for change, not taking any action on the eclipse, but looking at how can you begin inventing yourself and who you truly want to be that's independent from anyone's expectations or judgments. If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, this eclipse will be occurring in your 12th house, which I was talking about the eighth house is like the deep realms of our psyche. The 12th house is the deep subconscious mind. I also want you to be mindful of hidden enemies and getting your credit card stolen, just having sketchy stuff happen. Be on the lookout. It is the 12th house of hidden enemies. And in terms of personal practices, it's a time to dig deep. And you may be feeling a little self isolating on this day, naturally, um, hanging out by yourself, maybe lighting some incense, creating a sacred space for yourself for reflection. It may be a time to think about how memories are impacting you now, how memories of the past reoccurring memories are creating and reinforcing a specific paradigm. And so this may be in relationships, friends, your work life with teachers, what memories are useful and relevant and is it possible to release these memories as just a fragment of of thought it's ether and is it possible to let it go and create some new memories some new things uh, just liberating yourself from what was and not letting fear from the past or thoughts from the past change your course of action today trying to act with a fresh start and with a renewed courage in your heart that rhymed. And I almost avoided it, but I couldn't. Okay. If you are a Capricorn ascendant or a Capricorn moon, this will be occurring in your 11th house and your 11th house is long-term goals. It's your hopes and wishes. It's your friends. So what bar have you set? that's based off of what other people have said or what your friends have said? What what bars have you put into place for yourself in regards to your hopes and your wishes and your ambition? And, you know, it's time to reset the bar and reevaluate it have you been thinking about a new venture have you been thinking about something creative i'm sure you have because of that rahu in the fifth um have you been thinking about creating something or even having children and maybe you've set this bar for yourself of expectation where it doesn't feel attainable or You know you you haven't thought about it in a while and so maybe it's time to reassess your creativity and and your long-term goals and your hopes and your wishes and looking at them with a new set of eyes and is there anything that's keeping you from pursuing these dreams or pursuing these side projects it's a time to reconnect with your passion simply because it's a passion and it brings you joy And again, not letting any bar that you've set yourself in the past inhibit that. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius rising, this of course is going to be taking place in your 10th house of your career. So do be mindful of sudden events happening at your career or place of work. Um, Energy may be off, people may be a little off. So just be ready and focusing on your career, what you want to do, what have you instilled within you, what beliefs have you instilled within you about your job, what you're capable of doing, what position you're capable of holding. Maybe if you've been even thinking about creating a position for yourself or creating a side project or venture, just thinking about what limitations you've set for yourself or what beliefs you have around work and what work is supposed to be. I think we have a very interesting way of viewing work in the West. It's just taking time to think about that and reflect on it and maybe setting some intentions to start working towards after the eclipse on your career and what you would like to create with your career in the long-term. If you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, This is going, this eclipse will be taking place in your ninth house. So as I was mentioning with Virgo, and if you passed Virgo to listen to this, you might want to go back because a lot of this is going to be applicable to you as well, but be thinking about what lessons What spiritual teachings you integrated when you were a younger person that came from any religious institution or spiritual doctrine or lessons from the father, lessons from the siblings, and how have they influenced you today? And this could be a good thing. You could reflect on all of the good lessons that you have instilled and Um, integrated from these areas of your life and how they benefit your life. And you can also maybe take time to see the not so helpful beliefs and take the beliefs and the lessons that serve you and support you on a path of healing and health. And notice If there maybe are any beliefs that are detrimental to you or unhelpful or inhibiting you and exploring it, right? Nothing needs to happen and nothing needs to change, but just notice. And maybe if you see fit, taking some steps to start unraveling those implementations in your life or um, ways of being inhibited. And I'm sure that if you've experienced anything like this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I grew up in a very specific way. I use specific to be vague because what works for some people doesn't work for others. And there were many beliefs that I had instilled in myself. And even when I stopped associating myself with this belief system, these beliefs were still ingrained in me and still impacted my life in many ways. And I have to, I still do it. I still go through and I notice how they're influencing me and how can I release them to create a life and to create a paradigm that is fresh and mine and is renewed so hopefully that lands with you and you know what i'm talking about and um, if none of that is applicable to you it is also an incredibly positive time to learn something new or focus on a new educational venture to find a new teacher to be inspired to learn something new but don't begin on the eclipse wait until after the eclipse to actually sign up Wait until after the eclipse to approach a teacher. Wait until after the eclipse to take action. I want to keep repeating this because I don't want you guys to do what I did. (laughs) Okay. So I hope that this was helpful. And again, don't look at the eclipse. Don't go outside during the eclipse. Stay indoors. Meditate. I do want to tell you all that I have um, a meditation ceremony that I am holding on December 13th. So it's the day before the eclipse. And so if you would like to participate in a group meditation where we discuss intentions and cultivating a landscape to support our intentions, you can sign up on my website, innerknowing.yoga, go to offerings and the ceremony will be there at Seeds of Protection, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, I'm always really excited to get to meet you all and and talk with you all. If you want to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at at astrology now at gmail.com again visit my website inner please follow me on instagram astrology now underscore podcast and on twitter astrology now underscore again my name is christine rodriguez this is astrology now thank you so much